Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It's Jack from Cultaholic, joined by Ross and Sam. Been busy? No. No? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels like I've not seen either of you since the party. Any news? No. Not really. No. Just, just work. How's the family? They Vince has retired. Everyone worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family as well. Good, yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. No, not, not yeah, too bad. Yeah. Good. Nothing to report, no. except for the fact, of course, that Vince McMahon announced on Friday this week that he is retiring from WWE, retiring from his active duties, but he is still the majority shareholder. We're here with a lovely pitches video for you. Uh, we're going to go around in a circle. Ross will pitch something that he'd like to... Pitches that you'd like to see now that... Well, now that Vince McMahon isn't... Because we know he's the majority shareholder of the company still but yes. it seems that he's Stephanie's gone away from co-CEO as well Nick Khan, yes. yeah. Yeah. but it seems that he's gone away from the head of creative he's gone away from his like day to day roles he's gone away from just putting together the show apparently Triple H <laughs> Meltzer was saying was the closest thing to a Vince McMahon on Smackdown on Friday mm. backstage. so all the best to Paul hey? yes Paul all the best Paul so, so we're going to try and pitch what we would like to see happen yes. in a non-Vince McMahon world even though we don't Fully believe, well, I don't at least fully okay. believe that Vince McMahon's completely gone yet. Because yeah. he's still the majority shareholder, as you say. Bruce Pritchard's still involved, who is someone who very much <laughs> yeah. carried Vince's vision. His little that daughter is also at the helm. Vince has once been pushed to a point where he almost handed <coughs> control of the company over to somebody else before as well. So I, I figure he's had quite some experience in making plans for, if I've got to quickly get away... Here's what happens. Right. So we're not saying necessarily that these are changes that we fully believe will happen. It's just things that... Well, to sum it up, it's not, it's not what we think's going to happen. happen. It's, it's what, what we want to happen. Ross, could you please start us off? Well, I'm going to just go for a wholesome approach for the first one because I'm a wholesome little cherub. <laughs> and I would like to see these wrestlers who put their bodies on the line every single time they go in the professional wrestling ring and then twats like us sit here and we go, oh, you could have done that a bit better. Mm-hmm. But I want to see these people that break their bodies for our entertainment not work like dogs anymore. And I know that this is something that has changed because of the pandemic, but it feels like slowly, slowly, slowly we're going back to working four, five, six, seven, eight, double shots and all that sort of stuff eventually down the line. So I'm going to try and see them not be worked like dogs um, and also... To sort of tie in with that, if somebody wants to go away and do a movie, 
let them. Right. Man. If someone wants to go away and just have a holiday, let them. If someone wants to, you know, pitch an off-season in December when no one gives a toss about the wrestling, let's do it. Why I, the hell not? I just realised something there. It's something we're all going to have to get used to now because you went, let them, Vince McMahon. But it's, not, it's Vince not Vince anymore. Who do we even say? Let them. Nick McMahon. Conglomerate at the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let them. So yours is very much, yours is overall, I guess, a scheduling A scheduling thing, thing because, yeah. again, I, I don't want to, do it, but I'm going to go there. AEW is showing you can make money just working one night a week. Yes. Yeah. So, and there, you know, the injuries happen in wrestling. I know you can't predict when injuries are going to happen, but the less they work, and, you know, the little accumulative ones that build up when you're just breaking your body seven nights a week, yeah. they just, just make it a nicer nicer place to work. And also, <laughs> less time on the road, they've got to see their families more, that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Because um, it, is, it is obviously changing, because just the way we're all changing as human beings, back from the, you know, the cocaine of the 80s and the guns <laughs> and the whatnot. <laughs> Now we play video Those games with a nice time, yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, the business is changing. But the ha- to say you go a bit further towards like putting the, the 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 human behind the wrestler first, if that makes any real sense. Yeah. So well, that's very like good. More money for less dates for an increased in- increased increased <laughs> quality of life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, I was, going to, I was just going to say, because obviously Vince has done it one way, the the whole of his career, apart from the pandemic year, obviously. Yeah. But now we've got Stephanie, who, I don't know, she might just like the way her dad did it and might see no reason for change. But Nick Khan, I think scrutiny is the word oh. for him now. Just, okay. just from it, it, it depends, obviously, what what comes out now about Vince that we all apparently yeah. believe is This is the, the thing, I, I think um, that WWE, if it is going to be under such intense scrutiny, that they are going to have to, you know, make a lot of these changes very quickly because it's going to be brought to everybody's attention because we all already know about, you know, the independent contract stuff and the dates they work and everything. But I, I think, like, once the wider world, because you, do you remember when Bailey was on that morning TV show and it was like, so you 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 pay for your own travel? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they very much get all the drawbacks of being it. an independent contractor yeah. with none of the perks, i.e. Yeah. working for other companies and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you say no? That one, Ross. Yeah. It's a big yes for me. If you're an asshole, you might. It's a yes for me. It's a yes for me, It's a big yes to start. I feel like, contrary to some of these pictures, videos, where it's more of a creative thing, there's going to be a lot of yeses. Because a lot yeah. of these are going to be fan favourite ideas. It is Vince McMahon. I'll just obviously. slowly put my Goldberg ones away. Yes, you will. <laughs> Immediately. It's a weird video, because obviously Vince has had a, a great deal of success over the past 40 years doing things a certain way. Yeah. And now we're going to go... Do it different. It'll well, be better. <laughs> the wrestling industry is behind the times generally. It is, yeah. So yes, fair enough. Sam, what's your first pitch? So mine is a tonal shift for everybody because okay. obviously you, you know we've had the recent move to TV fourteen and it's you know oh it's, it could possibly get more edgy, but at the same time, Linda's been to so many of these things over the years where they do you know the big media talks and it's always like oh well you know we want fans for life and they're not gonna they're never gonna like move away from that mentality they want to hook you while you're young into wrestling and then they want to keep you for as long as possible uh and so i think to do that and achieve a tonal shift at the same time the competition just feels a lot more realistic across the board from AEW to ufc like because they are competing with ufc whether they are right. or not directly but you know i it, it doesn't need to go like full 90s it doesn't need to go like full crazy but i think just slowly changing some of the language being used being less forceful with some of the buzzwords like superstars and, right. and wwe universe maybe you know treating it slightly more like a sport but then, you know, AEW's managed to find a nice balance between crazy blood matches, uh, barbed wire and insanity and athletic competition. 
and I don't think it's really harming them. Uh, and I think that you could maybe have one of the main roster shows be slightly more violent, mm. slightly more like it used to be. Is it just Raw that's gotten a TV for you? Yeah. Is it PG just Raw? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think you could have, you could have like Raw do that, whereas you could have more of an athletic focus on another main roster right. show like SmackDown. And then you can do something that they tried in like 2012, which was called Saturday Morning Slam, which was like a self-contained thing for a much younger audience where they had Mick Foley as the commissioner. Oh, yes. And they, they had all this kind of, it was a way to kind of springboard new talent, which obviously now would be NXT, but it'd be, you know, maybe people who are fresh in front of the audience. It's a good way to kind of get them out there in front of a crowd, providing a show that is suitable for all ages while also being able to have that offering mm. of slightly more violent, slightly more wacky. You know, I even moments recently, well, not that recently, but, you know, Braun pulling the set down, Braun pushing over the ambulance. You can go hokey 90s stuff, you know, like cement in the car, blowing up the bus or whatever, but it doesn't need to be every week. It doesn't need to be full, like, wrestle crap levels of attitude era but I, I think that being able to offer something different on each show slightly while having that main thread running through it all I yeah. think that will bring many more eyes to the product and with Raw being the flagship as well it'll hopefully if people are tuning in for the first time they'll be like oh it's a lot more mature than it was yes I'm glad you brought this one up because the, the bits you were saying at the start there about the change yeah. of the language you use like superstars title yeah. opportunities championship titles and, yeah. know, the banning of certain words like wrestling wrestling yeah. belts that was one of the most immediate reactions people had when they were speculating about this very topic we're talking about mm -hmm. in this video so people started saying like what, the, uh, Xavier Woods I think on Smackdown mentioned Ring of Honor and New yeah. Japan on commentary it's been a thing for years on commentary they, it's when the good brothers they were there so many IWGP time champions they tend, to, ah, yes, they tend yes. to just mention it once or twice though I, I, it's it's very kind of sparing it whenever they've very, done it the so. fact that he did it that night seemed a bit headline grabbing I guess that's changed with Ring of Honor as well with them being acquired mm, by yeah. the, the enemy I guess all of, of my mine are kind of like it, it's all based in stuff like this where it's what are the small things wrestling fans are going to notice yeah. that's immediately going to turn it around but if you look at like how reality TV in the US is going now with like Real Housewives of Atlanta level stuff it's the world's getting slightly more trashy and Jerry Springery again so maybe that will facilitate a little bit more of the wacky right. kind of goings on and, if and it I, was to start getting a bit weird again. And, and you're saying that the, this recent change to TV14 could like facilitate that? As yeah, well, like yeah. a little bit. Not all the time, not, not, not constantly, but when the situation calls for it, blood. When the situation right. calls for it, swearing. When the situation calls for it, somebody pushing over a What's bus. What's the date? Is it the 24th today? It's tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is the first raw of the TV oh, 14 era. There better be there better be lots of blood. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. I'll give you odds of two to one on for over fifteen bitches. Oh, that's oh, your yeah. over-under on yeah. bitches. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, that's <laughs> the use of the word bitches. <laughs> um, Sam, it's a yes from me. I one of the most frustrating things for me about WWE is the the pretending that this is the only way things are and that this is a self-contained universe. Ross has mentioned that it's it's slackened slightly recently, but, but pretending that no other wrestling exists yeah. or that this is all sports entertainment, it feels very sterile at times. So it's a big yes from me. Mm. Ross? Yeah, get them all, gang. Get all of the... Get them all, blood, get them all, God, nail those the bitches. <laughs> get them all in. Uh, no, get all the Vince McMahonisms out. Just let's, pretend, yeah, yeah. let's act like normal human beings would. Let's, one thing as well, let's let commentators call the moves by the move names. Yes. Why, why I, I, I bring this up later, but because my last one kind of ties into the first one, but yeah, stuff like that, it, it's so... 
it's these little things that are immediately going to make wrestling fans go, that's different. Yeah. And then that's going to lead to hype in our circle that then leads to trends that then leads to slight hype in other circles. Of course. That hopefully. It's, it's, we need the people who, now this is obviously a, a weird thing to say, but the people who work there to stand up for themselves now. Stand okay. up for like, WWE, it's clear, it's Stand up against them. Stand up against them. Against them. Because it's clear that Pat McAfee, and as rich as he is, just outside of wrestling, yeah. he's come into the wrestling and he's gone, no, Vince, I'll not do your you know, your standard heel commentary stuff. Yeah. And look at the great success he's brought to Michael Cole's career on yeah. So why 100%. can't that happen on Raw but and happen on NXT and we've, else? we've heard of that happening through the years, though. Like, somebody will go to Vince and resist, and it, it turns into something great. But I think but Pat, the, had, the the, fear, Pat had the freedom, did. Pat yeah, had the freedom, but yeah. I think the fear of being a wrestler, if I was there, if, if I was one of the best wrestlers going and I was there, I'd still be a bit like, it's the I great, really don't want to do this, but I don't want to say anything because they'll just send me into a tag team it's and the I'll never be seen again. Isn't it? We hear people like Austin and that talk about how you've got to rock the boat, you've got yeah. to stand up. But then when people actually do it we've seen examples where it just hasn't yeah. worked out difficult to work with immediately yes mm. Bray, yeah, Wyatt. Bray Wyatt difficult to work with um, reinvent yourself kid mm. what was um, that about what because we were well, I was sat the on Bray the podcast on Friday yeah. that, that quote from VKM oh yeah Bray Wyatt's Twitter maybe he huh? caught yeah. wind that Vince was going I don't know maybe it was maybe. like a little Bray hmm. and Vince going to start their own promotion <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> B and V some swamp in Florida yes <laughs> Um, well, I'm, I'm going to switch the order around of mine now because mm. I think I think my second one actually uh, feeds it quite nicely in from yours. So I'll mm. switch that to first. Mine is a production overhaul. Oh. So you've gone for the tone, whereas I've got more for the yeah. the actual production. So I think the main thing that one of the rumors, one of the many offshoot stories that came out on Friday was that Kevin Dunn might be out the door. We Get him know, gone. We don't know whether that's this true was, or not. That's pure was, speculation. Did that stem from some? I remember reading something where it was like, oh well, TV14, he's fine with it because it means they don't need to bleep anymore. Okay. And they don't like it's just laziness. Somebody does always miss it, too. like Kevin. Oh, it does, like, it's yeah. always like it's bitch, and it, then the it's, it's really yeah. stressful though because you've got like maybe a five to fifteen second oh, delay to imagine. the truck, and it's like oh, uh, uh, you've got to kind of know exactly when they're gonna say it. I think I think the the reason is because Kevin Dunn's very much like a Vince man, a yeah. Vince boy. Well, he saved his tapes. Well, Apparently, so, his, dad, his dad saved, so his his tapes, dad saved yeah. the tapes, and, um, and Vince's dad ensured that job Kevin got a job for life. Well, I'd like to see whether Kevin Dunn remains or not. I'd like to see. Uh, uh, first of all, the the obvious one that everyone complains about all the time is the camera cuts, the constant, constant camera cuts. That is one of those things where if you tune it out, you kind of forget about it, and then. It, once it gets pointed out, you just can't yeah. unsee it. It ruins do, the view. Do you experience. remember the, the the gif doing the rounds of the post roll with the chair shots? The camera yeah. Seth on Drew, and it was just That's like the thing as well. I hate the camera cuts when on an impact. I get it if it's a slightly botched move and it's in yeah. post production and they want to disguise the botch slightly. But if it's live. If if someone does a power bomb and they cut on the impact, I think that's less that looks less impactful than if you just had the the static camera and uh, I don't know. you know what else when they do action replay straight away and they're, oh, slow, the slow. they're jumping up in it slow motion and yeah, then they're fast, full yeah. speed. Like why don't I just leave it all? I feel insulted because Michael Cole goes, "Watch this," yeah. and I'm watching, and then I'm like, "Well, I missed that." Yeah. <laughs> should it be more impactful to show it in slow motion completely if they do nail it like if they, they should do? do. Yeah, I, yeah. I get cutting on weapon shots because it looks less impactful to cut to the reverse angle. You don't see it physically connect. Okay, yeah. But like it is when it's it moves. is just moves. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Because like the way you'd shoot a car chase sequence in a movie, you want to make the car look as fast as possible, right? So the cameras are still. The car's just going past as fast as possible, like from whatever side. It's just going. But if you start following, the car looks slower. And I think when you start following the action to the level WWE do, yeah. you just get lost in this higgledy piggledy model where and if they just had locked off cameras, it'd be great. And they have they're the richest wrestling company in the world. Yep. They uh, and the two companies that are 
often cited as like the kings of wrestling production are mm. Lucha Underground, which doesn't exist yeah. anymore. That had a very stylized feel that I wouldn't oh, want yeah. WWE to replicate necessarily. But and New Japan, mm. and and they're the two. WWE's got a bigger budget than them. It can it can easily do this it can, if it wants to. It's a very strange thing because nobody could do. I I will easily say that like I, d I don't think anybody could touch wwe in terms of how their live production works like moving that stage around oh, God, every yeah, single yeah, week yeah. two of those it's a huge operation like, around like everybody building it getting it all ready it's like that is the, it's stunning it's unbelievable effort that goes into it but then by the time it gets on your tv it's just it, yeah. what is going on so there was two elements to this pitch the first one was the camera work and the camera yeah. cuts and everything the other element of production that i want to see overhauled is the backstage feel the mm. the the everything feels the same these days I, one of my favorite things when when you're a kid for some reason, I just did. You, were you the same? A backstage fight was like the best thing. I loved when they whenever they cut to the backstage. acolytes and they had the door. Yeah, and they, they were just like all that. sat round and like and and, it, and the heel the Triple H's heel locker room with the yeah. potted plant. <laughs> um, but at least it looked like the backstage of an arena. And and now with these very uh, the word I used before was sterile. These sets that are like there's a red one for Raw and a blue one for SmackDown, and it looks the same no matter which city they're in. Yeah. One of the, my favorite things. Maybe they've not done it as well recently, but of early AW was that a lot of the shows looked really different as well. You got the hard cam thing for Jacksonville and, and the cruise ship and everything. Well, I want WWE not necessarily to do something that radical, but to bring back just if something happens in a car park or in a corridor backstage, shoot it in that environment. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm. So I want it. I, that's why it ties into yours a bit more of a return to grittiness and realism and that yeah. sort of thing. So that's that's my second. Well, sorry, that's my first pitch. I've redone the order, but yeah. Right. Well, I, it's a resounding yes for me. I, I think that, you know, you've got, especially the backstage stuff, you're so right on it. Like, I got it during lockdown when we had that kind of half ring set up and it looked quite nice and it was, it was but you know, we were in one building right. that entire time. And I think it's a, it, it's going to sound pathetic, but it's a little bit insulting to be like, hey, we've got this one backstage set when it's like, we all know you backstage in an arena. Yeah. Like, we know that everybody's, and I think wrestling used to feel like there were just more of these little cliques in kayfabe and more of these little groups and you'd yeah. see people hanging out backstage and it just felt more like a, a living ecosystem it's rather very than like, hey, we all turned up and uh, yeah. now uh, it's time for the show. It is, yeah. We might so have the networks to blame for this, you know. Like, right. we don't know what the networks ask, ask of WWE. Yeah, like, what they, might, they might just go no more, just like corridor shots the corridors look horrible yeah. we're like that sparkly ring backstage get everything in there so we don't know do we but yeah. that's it's yes for me as well okay. like yeah no i miss i miss the when was it old smackdown where they had that weird like metal wave and it had the screen in it but they just put it in a different area in each oh, arena they were, when they yes. were backstage and it was yeah it was like the one set they were all sideways watching the tv but it would at least be it different change. in the background yeah. every week that's yeah. another tonal thing we missed earlier Watching TV sideways. <laughs> Get it Watch gone. It normally. Get it gone. Um, Ross, your second pitch, please. Mine's, it's called Putting the World Back in World Wrestling Entertainment. Oh. <laughs> because WWE is a global product, but a lot of what they put on is just for Americans. Right. The Americana. And we know why that is, and that's because Vince McMahon is Mr. America. <laughs> he is not the one with the mask on, obviously, but he is the actual Mr. America. Well, he likes to think he is very patriotic. We know about his military background and whatnot, and now he's upbringing and all that sort of stuff, and the good old US survey and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of the storyline still to this day, it feels like Kate is just two Americans. <laughs> and yeah. we're sat here thinking, we're wrestling fans too, and we're part of your universe, but yeah. this isn't for us. So I want to see this sort of scrapping. I obviously understand your know, 4th of July episodes and whatnot. Right. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. Like, yeah, they're fun. But like, just random stories 
storylines just, just feel Where's like... Where's the St. George's Raw, eh? Uh, eh? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that. But, you know what I mean, though? It feels like Vince is too up... This is weird. Vince is too up America's arse to see the trees of the world. So, <laughs> wow. we are the trees of what the world. <laughs> the, the thing is, with them being an American company... Uh, I I think that's that's kind of it. Wrestling has been an American thing largely for people who aren't really into the sport for decades now, and it's I think they they've kind of yeah they've just fallen into that bubble. Yeah, and it's a bit. Ooh. Well, I see what Ross means because when nowadays whenever one of these storylines crops up, yeah, it feels like shoe very shoehorned in. USA, um, yeah. USA. Yeah, it's hard to get on Wikipedia and research what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's hard to kind of obviously for us it's hard to relate, but yeah. I imagine. Uh, you even see like on Twitter and stuff a lot of Americans also if it's not like a 4th of July one or whatever seem yeah. to go like yeah, but what's the point of this yeah. really Where, but 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 I will say for the live audiences obviously they, they get right into it oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean that's obviously what it boils down to is for that live popalicious isn't it but oh, uh, this, this bleeds into as well the outdated tropes that are still there for, for today up until very recently sort of foreign heels being right. foreign because yeah but no so heels being foreign because no heels foreign, being foreigners, heels. foreigners being heels because they are foreign because they're foreign yes uh, uh, Shanky's <laughs> changed that the Shanky revolution <laughs> he's dancing away the shanky gates uh, <laughs> the shanky gates uh, also the thing of when a, a heel turns face suddenly they love America now yeah like, it's like uh, that's been a thing for so long hasn't it mm. yeah but then we're going to sit here on this podcast of all over this channel in a few months time when Cody comes back saying yeah go on America we love you all America <laughs> well that's just a bit of his gimmick I can excuse that I yeah. suppose and he's got the back, the dusty background he is part yeah. American flag now he that's is what they, they used to patch up all of his pecs and stuff with the American flag yeah. So um, to, to surmise, a more diverse uh, out uh, diverse. What am I trying to say? Here? A diverse. Uh, it's like an effort to globalize the, the product. Yeah, 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 yeah not you know what I mean. Uh, and get a, the outdated tropes going as well. Obviously, it's it's a yes from me. Well, yeah. Yes from me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Go on, yeah. everyone. <laughs> the world. <laughs> world wrestling. We are the trees of the world. We are. Pay attention. Water us. Feed us. <laughs> Sam, what was your uh, second pitch? Well, mine actually feeds quite nicely in from this one because it, uh, this one's called Bursting the Bubble. Uh, but it, it's <laughs> about, uh, you know, they could maybe go back because we know Triple H is back there. There was this whole push for global localization. There was this whole push for NXT and you know, every continent and, you know, trying to really spread that brand around and get it in as many countries as possible. But I think at this point, it's too risky. It's too costly to do that. Uh, they've already shut down the Japanese office, I think and it's they're kind of I think they will continue to do it but it's going to be a lot slower a process and it'll take a very long time uh, they could partner up with another company if they want to burst the bubble a bit but at this point WWE's been that kid for 20 years going around the schoolyard just palming everybody in the face going where number one right. uh, and everybody's now kind of buddied up with AEW I don't think there's anybody that could really I mean they could go and maybe partner up with a really storied company like a uh, All Japan or something they with try. another history, but it's not going to be that kind of same level. Ross's favourite. <laughs> it's not going to be that same level of, of promotion anymore yeah. uh, as WWE. So it, it, I don't think there's any way they can really cleanly just step out and be like, hey, we're going to work with everybody. But I think that with the whole philanthropy being the future of marketing thing. Oh, yes. Uh, and I, I was thinking about that and, and what WWE could do to maybe mend this fractured image a little bit. And, you know, like... Uh, football in the community like grassroots football style stuff right I think if WWE was to have a pot of money 
the and bear with this if they would have like a pot of money and start some sort of fund that is available for independent companies the world over if they need production equipment they can appeal to this fund to try and get some money to go towards stuff if they need like a new ring if they need like anything basically that will fall under this remit training in promotion things like this basically building a wwe university right. that teaches you any major oh. skills you may need while also having that pot there that's it, available it, so for people to be, get stuff from. What, which, who would be the target? Would this be really small local promotion? So I think, yeah, so essentially in order to mend a bit of that image as a company that's been running around on top and not caring about any other company for a while, if they were to go super small uh, up to, you know, your, your bigger indies right now that aren't really affiliated with anybody, right. like, and they were able to go, well, here's, you know, a hundred grand toward this whole production overhaul for you or whatever, and they do the big picture with the check or whatever, and WWE gets out there. In a way, manufacturing this wave of applause that they can ride on to make themselves look a bit better, which does feel a bit like something they would do, but it also gives back to wrestling as a whole, and it allows for maybe a local, say our local indie went, hey, we need a new ring, mm. appeal to the thing, and then they got maybe a little WWE affiliated stamp I guess you on could, their branding you or could something. even have like a wrestler show up. Yeah, or whatever, like, and, or the other way, if there's one, a local one getting buzzed, bring him in for It's a bit. the type of thing where I, I figured, you know, if it was like, hey, you know, we've got, you know, like that masterclass website, that type of stuff where you could do where it's like Charles Robinson takes you through like the, the mindset of, of refereeing okay. or whatever. And they have these courses available to these companies to put people through and kind of learn from... Because the one thing they've been good at is just keeping going for so long. Yeah. And, and just keeping everything uniform in their style. So you couldn't really be teaching people the style of things, but I think as a means of getting some more money into the like lower wrestling scene uh, and a means of maybe training some people up on, on certain aspects of it, I think that it would be maybe a positive thing for them in order to mend a bit of that image to get some applause to then be like, hey, we're not bad anymore, guys. Work with us. I see what you say. And it is a yes from me. But I will say that I feel like of everything we say here, that might be the least likely one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I, but it's, it's not what we think is going to happen. It's, no, it's what, what we want, we want to happen. happen. And I'd like for them to maybe redistribute some of that wealth. Of which, uh, you know, because, I mean, they could probably even write it off, I imagine, if they make Give it a charitable call. wrestling scene. But it's a way that I just figured they could maybe mend that image a little bit and do it in a way where it's like hey we care about even the smallest companies well fair enough it's an interesting one and it is a yes from me but as I say I, whoa, mm. oh I don't know if they do it a, a rising tide brings up all of the ships and that's, that's yes. the mentality yes. they carry it on yes. it's interesting we're, we're speaking about the, the outlook of the company in the, in the, wilder, in the wider world because you see the, the, the image the, the writer uh, was it writers used for their <laughs> ball Vince Vince. Oh, ball Vince. Vince. <laughs> and I saw a lot of people with verified ticks on Twitter so their opinions obviously are very important uh, yes. saying that this is just a, a general outlook from people who aren't like you know well versed with wrestling and WWE this is their outlook on the company is that Vince is just a clown just a clown and right. people never take him seriously oh he's done a bit of a whoopsie has he oh, what's he like <laughs> old Vince so it's going to be interesting to see how the sort of outlook of the company just from the wider world you talk about the bubble from outside the bubble looking in how it changes because Vince isn't there anymore mm. I don't know how Reuters works with like images I'm sure because they're a massive media <laughs> corporation they can have anything they want but my only mentality when I saw that that was like not oh my god they're, they're taking the mick a bit was um like maybe that it was just an image they had to hand that they didn't have to pay for or something mm. that they could but have just got. No, it's deliberate. Choice. Yeah. It did it's seem really things. deliberate. Maybe they thought, well, he's obviously older then. Yeah. This is more recent. Look at it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, well, uh, it's me, isn't it? It is. Right. Yeah. Uh, my second pick is uh, a, fo- a return, I guess a return, yeah, a return or a refocusing on storytelling over moments. We all know the WWE in the past decade, maybe more, have all been about moments. Where AEW do it as well, to be fair, where a big thing happens and immediately we're like, usually just catching the tail end of someone's reaction yeah. or somebody not reacting because they're uh. so... In like they're so invested in finding the next meme or finding mm-hmm. the next big reaction, like Ms. Girl, which was like the one time it worked. Unshocked Undertaker guy when the streak ended. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're so interested in moments at the expense of long-term storytelling. Whereas it's quite a selfish pitch for me, really. But the reason that I get most invested in wrestling is when there's a good storyline behind it. The biggest example I can recently think of was the story or the arc of Hangman Page in AEW. I love the CM Punk MJF feud. That was really storyline-based. Mixed in with fantastic wrestling as well, but I think the two really go hand in hand. Whereas in WWE, I've become really frustrated over the years at at just the short-term moment being prioritized over the long-term storytelling. Big recent example was Theory being inserted into Money in the Bank and winning it. Despite the build, despite all these qualifying matches and stuff, I'm not saying that was a great story or anything, but it felt like we'd been shortchanged as an audience watching it. And I think that is because I don't. I think Theory's a really, really good wrestler and probably probably does deserve a push at some point based on his in-ring ability. But he got a huge backlash from winning it that way. I don't think it would have been quite the same if he'd been in the match anyway. It's even the short-term storytelling like that one there that they just didn't show the segment where Vince McMahon spoke to Adam Pearce and said, this is my guy, just, you've yeah. got to put him in there. Like Even that short-term story, they couldn't be asked to do that crucial part. That right. really would have, even that would have, added that would have taken away the bit of the short-changedness mm. for me. Do you think that the uh, the prioritisation of moments led to the what we've got now? But like I, I feel like... Um, the moments of the things they work out, the storylines can come or go, and the moments kind of actually cover in a lot of instances for poor planning in the storylines or poor planning in where they want to take something so that essentially, well, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. He jumped off the cage. Yeah. It's a crutch. That's all we talk about. And so it's kind of like, it's just waving this big flag that distracts you while just shoveling everything else under the rug. I think so. And and, and, uh, I think they still do good storylines on occasion. And when they do pay off, I think it's the most rewarding for Mm. the viewer uh, and for the live audience as well. I, I know that, like the WrestleMania we all went to, 32, was regarded as generally a bad mania. Yeah. But I had a great time. Because yeah. there was moments after moments. <laughs> I remember thinking, well, I'll always have fond memories of that. But for the people watching at home, 
I see why that's remembered yeah. as a weaker WrestleMania because it was moments over storylines. And I think AEW have done a great job in reminding everybody the power of patient, long-term storytelling. They don't yeah. always get it right either, but when they do, I think it's a good reminder. WWE mm-hmm. used to do it really, really well um, back in sort of the Attitude Era and some of the years onwards as well. But I think as time has gone on, I also think Vince just doesn't have a lot a patience as a booker he, he seems to hotshot things and change things we hear about scripts being ripped up on the day of the show yeah. on a weekly basis well it happened this week didn't it yeah well yeah, I can understand why this week, week. Yeah. Yeah. so I would like yeah a, a return to prioritising storytelling over moments I That's think it. it'll happen as well you know yeah. it's a yes from me first well Triple H is good at Gargano and Champa. then Vince stuck his nose in and took him to the main roster as a tag, tag team, team. Yeah. and then when they went back it wasn't as good we all know but that first part oh, yeah. before they went to the main it's, roster that was yeah it it's the bad. bit that makes no sense because like the way that wrestling always worked right up until you know the end of the Attitude Era was you know storylines are what gets people in the building for yeah. the eventual big blow off so yeah. it needs to be good and everybody <clears throat> needs to have some thread mm. to fight even if you only see Al Snow once a month he still needs to be doing something that was a big um, positive of the, of the Attitude Era was that no matter where you were on the card, everyone had something going yeah, on. Yeah, and that was apparently one of the only things that everybody says about Russo was like, yeah. you know, he, he really wanted something for something everybody. For yeah. So, yeah, yeah I but agree. now they get the 24 7 championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They but, didn't have that back then. At least the thing is, like, when I look back at even the hardcore stuff, it is a bit ridiculous and it's a bit hokey, but it was it was funny. Like, consistently, oh, yeah, like, the, people sleep. Oh, no, yeah, back then. <laughs> no, but oh, I, yeah, I just yeah. mean, like, the, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, I don't know how they couldn't just do more than because it's it's always just a gaggle of people running behind some interview yeah and roll yeah. it's the same three sketches that Dream we see Maverick each time and our truth did the best with it yeah and and then it became and that was lazy, it when he's yeah. running around with the flyers on planes and trying to find yeah, him the like wedding. Was, that would that's what it yeah. should all be about i know yeah even with the comedy or lower card stuff exactly this isn't just a main event pitch this yeah. is like throughout the yeah so uh storytelling Greater than moments. Completely agree. Yeah. 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 Yes, as all round. Yeah. Ross, your third and final pitch, please. This is far fetched. Go on. But Love Vince it. McMahon has ran things one way and one way no, one way only since the dawn of time, and that is independent contractors being masqueraded as employees of his company. And when people work out they're not, people aren't very happy about it. But that's what they sign up for. So I don't know what to say there. But Nick Khan, as I said earlier, I think a lot of Again, it heavily depends on if this big thing that we all assume is going to come out about Vince is going to come out. The scrutiny on him, uh, just because he's not from the McMahon family, I think, because obviously he's got a big track record in movies and whatever, and Hollywood and all that sort of stuff. So there's going to be a bit of extra scrutiny, I think, on on Nick Khan. And I think if more attention is put on this independent contractor status, and I go back to the straight to hell I did with Melter all those years ago where he said that the people in the offices in Stanford, they have healthcare, but the wrestlers on the road don't have healthcare. The ones beating each other up. Yeah. Yeah. So my pitch once again this wholesome cherub sat at the end of the table <laughs> wants the healthcare uh, the independent contractor status to go proper employee status to come in and maybe just maybe because as we all know now the brand is bigger than any superstar even bigger than Roman Reigns you would have to say Dudley is bigger than Roman Reigns um, have unionisation mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that the, yours was the least likely of because all. back yeah. in the day obviously back in the day the, well, who was it it was um, Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura and, and obviously Hogan a found others, out and yeah, yeah. they didn't want it because obviously Hogan was getting paid lots of money as it was now it would have changed everything for him mm. there's no Hogan now to stop it so why the hell not It'll yeah. end wrestling, but you know, <laughs> at least we'll all be healthier and happier for it. I think <laughs> there's a way to do it where, because the company it has a lot of money, but to to make that shift is 
is very financially huge for them. They can do it, but I think the logistics of it, the way it's going to have to work, it'll have to be more like the NFL Players Association where it's its own very big organization kind of managing these WWE stars in a way where I think it does make sense, really, doesn't it? If they start doing things where it's external movie work and all that, but then the problem comes when WWE pulls a WWE and they're like, oh, we need somebody short notice. And then the union's like, no, or you can't do that. This, this, And I think that's where they're going to butt heads. But if there's a way where they can make it happen, it's the best case scenario for everybody, that because everybody's getting the proper treatment, care, and, and employment status. Or conversely, you know, because that is a far-fetched thing I've just said there, if you're going to have them as independent contractors, AEW allow it, don't they? Let them yeah. do other stuff. Yeah, let them go and work elsewhere. Yeah. On the weekend, if they've got a weekend off, want to go. Kind of both. Yeah. Although they have had it, but they can't have it, but they've had mm. it both. Yeah, so just either or, just, you know, what I mean. Obviously, it's a big no from me. Ridiculous. No, it's, a yes. <laughs> it's a yes from me. Um, and I think it's the sort of thing where if in the future it does happen, it'd be one of those moments where everyone's like, can't believe we've not had this for years. I have yeah. seen people say that would be the end of wrestling, and I don't understand why, because I'm not very clever. I but think once you have a union at the very top, then AEW will be forced to follow suit, and it depends how it's going to work, because a union should be overreaching of the industry, so it should just be for all pro wrestlers, but then at that point, the union's going to have to deal with every promotion. So anybody who gets unionized, it's like working on a film. If you work on a film, or certain venues in America, when we were looking in a prior life for wrestling venues and stuff, um, it was like, okay, well, you have to use union staff, and it comes at this rate and that, and it, so there are like certain restrictions to having union and non-union uh, non people working together, which yeah, might lead to some kind of button heads. Well, but scrap the unionization part, and we'll just bring but in the healthcare and the employees. There's, 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 a, there's a way to do it, though, and I think it, it does, for the industry as a whole, that's going to be something that lifts it into either a new status or it's going to just completely blow up in a weird way and It'll then be interesting. come back. Think of the views we'd get. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with it, though, like fully. I reckon unionization, uh, healthcare, all of that stuff, the, the fact wrestlers are still having to pay for their own travel and, and all that, it's crazy. Absolutely yeah, crazy. Two yeses for us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam, your third and final pitch, please. Uh, so mine, it's to do with like celebrity involvement. And uh, we, we had such a dead period of celebrity involvement. We had rock and wrestling, which was phenomenal. And it, it was very kind of lightning in a bottle. You had MTV, you had wrestling, you had NBC. It was all this perfect storm that led to the boom, that led to what we know as wrestling now. Uh, but... Since then, it kind of fell off. <laughs> it got a bit, you know, through the 90s, we had Mike Tyson, and mm. we, you know, it was quite interesting, but then we ended up with, like, Snooki, and it, it just got she worse was, and worse and worse. Right and then we're in a new <laughs> period where we had Bad Bunny, we've had Logan Paul, and they've both been phenomenal. Yeah. But we still get instances like Tyson Fury, where you get somebody who comes out, smirks the entire time, waves, hits two, three moves, walks out with the biggest bag of money that any of those wrestlers would have ever seen in those in their lives. People in Australia. Uh, and yeah, just, just go away and then he can come back whenever he wants. Which, fine, big name, but I, I think we need to move more towards uh, any celebrity involvement being very carefully chosen. I think it needs to be done in a way where we are going to get more Logan Paul types, more Bad Bunny types that, that really go in and train and, and want to make a splash when they're here. Uh, and I think that by doing that properly, uh, you kind of you're going to draw a lot of eyes to the product, but it has to go hand in hand with the tonal shift. Because I think when you bring these eyes in and they see wrestling as this kind of semi-childish thing, which a lot of the outer world still does, I think if you bring people in and they see something different, 
then it's gonna it's gonna lead to maybe more people sticking around. But I think as well, if you were to while this is happening, you're getting more celebrities involved with WWE. If you just start sending Roman Reigns to every major UFC event. Start sending people yeah. to movie premieres. Send them everywhere you can that's high profile. And this is something Nick Khan, I feel, is going to be great for. But I think getting them out there in the real world as normal people, as celebrities, rubbing shoulders with other celebrities, it normalizes them a bit more. Well, the, the, and, the big one, sorry to just interject, yeah. but the big one there that I can't, many people don't know who I'm going to say, but I can't believe they didn't make more a deal of was Sasha Banks. Yeah. She was in a Star Wars series. Yeah. It's huge. It's, and I know she wasn't, I don't think she was a major role. No, in, but, but it's, it's, still, it's still massive. And they and just barely mentioned it. I think by, that's because she didn't get it through them. So yeah, what, she though, got it hard ones. But it can only benefit, yeah. It can only, it can only benefit, benefit the company, them. Yeah. To, it's it's know, like, yeah. hey, Star Wars, Disney. Us, yeah, like they're on the same level, yeah. and it, it, it's. I think by just sending these people out and just having them at the Super Bowl, have them everywhere you can, where there's cameras, celebrities, and eyes, and and make sure they're just kind of normal people. You're gonna maybe get lead to more moments like you know the the silly uh, Brock Undertaker UFC. You want to go, kid? Oh moment. Yes. You, And you know they're just, they're just quick, dirty headlines, but eventually something's gonna stick that causes enough fuss that potentially you can use. And, you know, especially if you're bringing people like Logan Paul in, why? Just get the Miz out there doing stuff with him. Like, get it all over anything that you've got that celebrity. Use yeah, everything you have can. Him, and, have him break onto his podcast and beat him up. Yeah, I think yeah. by offering the, the talent out to more things like that, you, you're basically inviting a lot of situations that could lead to a potential boom situation. I recently saw that... Um, uh, the House of Black beat up Darby Allen at Comic Con. I think it was. Yeah, yeah it was fair enough. It's like yeah. that sort of stuff. Because it, it, while it, it is sometimes like you know eye rolling, sometimes it's a bit like oh god. But I think the more it happens, oh, the no. more it depends how they do it as well. Because yeah, they had uh, they had Johnny Knox, uh, sorry, Sami Zayn on the red carpet for the the, ja uh, the Jackass premiere yeah. just yeah. before WrestleMania, and the, it seemed that the wider media didn't quite take to that angle they did on the red carpet. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, it depends how they do. There was no fault of Sami Zayn by the way. Sami Zayn was just being Sami Zayn with you know the volume turn. 10 in his, yeah. uh, his heel persona but it, it didn't resonate maybe we just do need Roman Reigns just to take his shirt off on the red carpet that, <laughs> yeah. that'd be it once Roman does a couple of films I think it, it's yeah. gonna maybe lead to just that little bit she of yours is a two problems you've got that but you've also got more careful use of celebrities in wrestling. yeah and, and, and I think with just with just sort of the language and stuff just to go back to that from the original point like the uh, when people start tuning in if, it, if it's presented like bloody wrestling yeah. it's wrestling and that's what they're expecting to see and it, I think yeah. if they're talking about why a hold hurts so much and really breaking it down like they used to use the move names it sounds impressive when you start talking in ridiculous stuff people don't understand yeah like it's like oh he's got him in whatever hold and it, okay why does it hurt break it down like yeah. it, I think I think I mean it's obviously a yes from me and I think as you were saying as you mentioned Mike Tyson in the 90s if they'd used yeah. Tyson Fury who clearly didn't have that much of an aptitude for, yeah. for wrestling if they'd used him in more of a Mike Tyson role not in the match yeah but like he could he could punch a heel after us, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would have worked fine. I don't think anyone I would think, have had an issue. But yeah, it would have been grand. That's I, the thing because if if Logan Paul came in at WrestleMania and he was crap, and the Low Gang were yeah. tuning in, the Low Gang, the Low Gang. I think that's what they call them. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I might have just made that up. If they're watching their boy. <laughs> just, you know, be a fish up a tree in a wrestling ring. They're not going to come back, are they? No. But I think the fact he was that good, yeah. the low gang might come back. Yeah. Maybe they have come back. Are you do there, low gang? Do you know what my, my <laughs> favourite bit of every post-Logan Paul appearance is? It's when we sit on the podcast and watch Matthew have to pretend that he was bad. He goes, well, I know, he wasn't yeah. that good. <laughs> Matthew, we know that he's not a nice guy. We, we know he did him. that thing. We know he did that thing. <laughs> but he is pretty good at the wrestling. Um, so, uh, it's all yeses so far. 
But my final pitch is going to get a no from at least Ross. I know right. that. <laughs> the last thing I would like to see is a return of NXT Black and Gold. Oh. No more 2.0. No more silliness. No more gimmickry. No, we can still have gimmicks and stuff and humour. But what I really want is a return to NXT Black and Gold, meaning... Boring. Uh, no, no, no. Work rate. No, 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 no. Wrestling. No, not necessarily. Five foot two skinny lads <laughs> in little trunks. This all going, sounds fantastic. I'm yeah, good at wrestling, me. That's my character. No. I will agree that oh, I wear uh, kick pads. That means I know how to <laughs> kick people. I would enjoy a return to the. Is that a three count? No. It's 17 million <laughs> kick outs at 2.99. I would Boo. like. I would like a return to the cool different cities, takeovers named after cities, but the main thing that I want especially is for a return to it functionally as it used to be, as a, a stop-off point or a stepping stone to yeah. the main roster. Because I think a big reason that the latter era of NXT, black and gold, before it became 2.0, a big reason that became boring was because it became more of a fixed roster and we saw the same matches again and again. And... Everyone was like, oh, right. Whereas part of the reason NXT was so exciting was that you'd have these programs for like a year and they were great. And then like, oh, Nakamura's here now or Samoa Joe. And then you have a whole new set of matches for them to do. Mm. And it, it was just, it was a really, really exciting time. And they were knocking it out of the park all the time. Uh, and then it, it ground to a halt. A part of that was that they became almost self-aware and the matches did become <coughs> overindulgent. Oh, yeah. I think the worst example of that might have been the last Champa Gargano one, the cinematic one, where yeah. they're on the truck. And it, it was, was too, a drone. Too porny, wasn't it? Shawn Michaels loved that. <laughs> Anything where it, it just takes me out of the, the fact it's supposed to be like a fight. when it, It's like, how many uh, takes did they have to like do with this Bond. when they, they really get in there with the, like the high-end cameras hands and hands were like reaching for each other. They're both laying yeah. out. Oh. Um, but I would like to see a return of NXT Black and Gold. Maybe not my clickbaity first title of the pitch there. But more in terms of it's it's a stepping stone to the main roster. So like the mentality of it rather than the package. Rather than as yeah. a, a little third brand of its own, mm. a developmental thing. Again. Yeah. I don't know who's striking the balance as well, because I don't know about you two, but my personal favourite era was like 15, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. Yeah. Nakamura comes in. Yeah. Then we get a 2017 where you got Alistair Black and people like that. That's my favourite era. But the, while they were all work rate boys, they all had very defined and very big characters as well. Yes. So it's striking that balance for me. Maybe give it a tentative yes, because the. Yeah. The idea that you could have, like, keep the brand and keep everything how it looks now, but the idea you, you bring back maybe one or two legends per class if we kind of treat it like a few oh, years fine. as a they class. Can do that. And then I think, you know, you bring back one or two big names or you bring in one or two of the bigger established indie names from out there. They can be, you know, Although they don't need left? to be like your final bosses or whatever, yeah. but they can be, you know, featured parts of the show without it because it did get to a point toward the end of NXT Black and Gold where it was just, it was all major stars. Yeah. And it was like, eh. So I think while it was great, but I think if they if they want to keep that developmental feel while also having it be a stepping stone for other people, I think, yeah. I and I wouldn't mind work. I wouldn't mind uh, you know temporarily sacrificing um, work rate high insane work rate matches for making getting people through because because yeah. we never had we never well I'd never heard of Enzo and Cass for example mm. or even FTR or, or the mechanics I think they were called by yeah. then um, so yeah I think a return to that well you've said yes sorry um, Ross oh yeah know? yeah well I'll go for it yeah as long as it's not as, as long, long as Andre Chase is still as around. long as it's not as long like as you don't mess with by Wendy Chu <laughs> yeah, as, long yeah, as, yeah. as long as it's not like 2019 to 2021 uh, NXT yeah. Black and Gold which was boring too serious right? yeah, too yeah, serious yeah. too work ready you needed to strike that balance between no, the work rate but silly, that's a big 
Giovanni Vinci and Apollo Crews put on a clinic, <laughs> but then you get the whimsical Wendy Chu taking the piss. I just feel like there's the a, best of both a lot of the second category. <laughs> but yes, uh, it's it's all yeses all round. We're, nice. really, we're really clever and good boys. Good, None of good them all happen. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But remember, this these aren't predictions. These aren't what we think is going to happen. We don't know. We'll just have to wait and see how much, if at all, WWE is going to change in the wake of the shocking news that Vince McMahon yeah. is stepping down. Um, but those were our nine pitches for WWE post Vince McMahon. Thank you very much for watching. Leave your pitches in the comments section down below. What would you like to see change in WWE? It's not what you think is going to happen. It's what you want to happen. Thank you to Ross and Sam Forbidden for joining. Door two. Forbidden yeah. Door 2. <laughs> Thank you, Ross and Sam, for joining yeah, what, me on this. Me and Jack booked that car. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. watch it. Um... Thank you for joining me on this video, on this quest. Thank you. On a for, Sunday, for on a me. weekend. Yeah. Ross is all over. Sounds tired. I don't know if you yeah, can tell everybody. But no, I'm, I couldn't tell. I'm hanging in no, there. You, you've, done, you've done well. You've, you've done well, mate. Um, <laughs> you ever, have you ever had a tequila rose before? No. no. Tequila rose? <laughs> <laughs> tequila. That laugh taught me. I don't, even, I don't even want one. I don't even know don't what was one. in it with the, teque the tequila, but it tasted like milkshake. So oh, we were getting trees of 20 of them last night. <laughs> Fun, yeah. What time you've had. Yeah. Thank you very much again. Uh, and yes, leave yours in the comment section down below. Look out for all the content coming out. We'll we'll have the build the Summer Slam and all that sort of stuff. Oh, Christ, that's week. next week. That's next, next, weekend. Weekend. <laughs> next Saturday, I believe. Next Saturday. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. And thanks for watching. And we'll see you very soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 